Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hello guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And today we are doing part one of Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Part one because this bitch <laughs> is thick. and it's, She thick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, going into this, I was like, we're splitting it into two parts. No questions asked because <laughs> it's thick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bridge is going to be doing the summary. Um, but before we get started, an opening question that I had, I guess it's kind of a two-parter because we lived in San Francisco for five years. That's how we met in college. So we've lived in like a big-ish city, like how Crescent City, like the layout yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I guess my first question is like, do you miss it? And like, what do you miss about living in a big city? Mm-hmm. And then if you could live in or would you live in another big city and would it be san francisco or would you go someplace else Mm, that's a question right (laughs) (laughs) i miss the city for sure i don't miss school right Oh no. so i think (laughs) if i lived up there it would be like a different experience than when we were at school right for sure i would go back but it's so fucking expensive exactly yeah when we graduated (laughs) i don't think i would have moved back if i was able to afford living there Mm-hmm. without like the help of my parents because i was going to school <laughs> yeah so but, uh, i do miss it i miss like how i could just walk everywhere exactly or that's just, what i miss the most yeah. is just how close everything was and like how you could like we mm-hmm. walked to the movie theater we walked to i walked to work i walked to school like we walked everywhere yeah and i mean like you didn't have to worry about like gas prices <laughs> it was great <laughs> and i miss how there was always something going on and there was always something to do right and there was stuff going on that like you didn't even know about. It was just yeah, like like a festival yeah. every freaking weekend, and there was always like food markets and like some tapping at the pier and baseball games, mm-hmm. and it was just so great because like with all the closeness, you could just walk to it. So yeah. it's not like not like now living nothing against Southern California, but <laughs> no, I like, have everything against Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like we both live like relatively. Well, I live a lot closer, but like going to Disneyland, like you have to plan a whole day out for that shit. It was just yeah, like anything we did in San Francisco. It was like, hey, you want to go check out this like festival they're having? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's go. Yeah. Any oh uh, other city I would move to? Well, I've never been to New York. Right. The only other city I've really been to besides L.A., which like absolutely not, <laughs> is <laughs> Seattle, yeah. which I Ooh. love. Although it's uh, last time I visited, there were more crazies. Apparently, I visited oh. with my best friend Grace. Lindsay knows her. Yes. Hi, Grace. If you ever <laughs> missed, <laughs> um, so I visited like recently, and there were more homeless people there. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, it's never been like this." I'm like, "This is fine, right?" In comparison to how I feel like San Francisco kind of was. numbed us to that. Yeah, to like having homeless people around. And- I don't know. I, I just liked it. Right. Although when I went up there, it was fucking hot. So I would like to go <laughs> You back went to like the one week where it's actually, Seattle gets sun. <laughs> like, where's my twilight weather? This is now what I signed up for. Every time I go up there, California follows me. And it's That's just funny. It's hilarious. I've never been to Washington, but I've been to Portland, Oregon, which is kind mm. of like a, a city in like a nicer state. I want to go there for sure. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I've never been to New York. I think I'd have to visit before I just decided I wanted to go to school there. But my mom was like, that's way too far. Like, you're not going across the country. So I picked a big city on this coast. In some alternate universe, you went to New York. Yeah. So, yeah, indeed. You wouldn't have met me. I know, (laughs) right? I know. Everything happens for a reason. Although we only live like 40 minutes away. That made me laugh so hard. So, yes, big city. We miss it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, reading, reading this book, I definitely got a lot of like, Oh, San Francisco. Well, I think it's more based off of New York. 
I don't know. It seems more like bustly mm-hmm. than San Francisco. San Francisco is kind of like a grid with a straight line that comes like across the bottom. And then other cities are like a clock. I feel like this one's like a clock. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, I yeah. learned that the hard way that not all cities are <laughs> the same. The map structure. Right. Ooh. Okay. All right. Shall we get started? <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> it's a lot. I know you're excited. You're just like, ooh, I get to listen to the song. No, I just get to listen. <laughs> so sorry. It's fine. No, it's just turns. Oh, That's what man. the whole point is. Okay. Da, 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 part one, the hollow. So the beginning of our story starts out in the perspective of our main girl, Bryce Quinlan. At this time, she is 23 years old. She is a half-human, half-fae, living in the heart of the city and is working as a, her quote, glorified secretary for a sorceress that specializes in antiquities. There's a whole lot of, like, exposition Oh my in God. this book. It just, like, Don't throws even get it at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I audiobooked this, and after, like, the first couple of chapters, I was like, Bridget, can I borrow your book? Because I feel like I need a textbook <laughs> to study for this, because you, she just audiobook she's just like shouting all not shouting but like saying all this stuff at me and i'm just like i'm sorry what what's going on like <laughs> what is this so i was like i need the book so i can actually like sit there and read it <laughs> straight up though i was like yes you may borrow my <laughs> textbook okay so bryce is described as having wine red hair with freckled skin and slightly arched ears and she is half fey and she has amber colored eyes which as someone who adorns many freckles on her body i found it a little offensive that like only humans have freckles and that was a sign of her like half-bloodedness and i was like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) so do we want to cast bryce quinlan bryce yeah Yeah. you go first okay so this was pretty easy for me i don't know why like i thought of her right away i chose danielle campbell from the i don't know her from the originals oh she's australian no i think she is is she i don't know i'm pretty sure (laughs) i think you're thinking of phoebe because there is a girl in that show that is australian she was in the um mm-hmm. i forget her if it's phoebe like not tolkien but I, it looks like tolkien um her last name looks like tolkien yeah. but she was in the like the mermaid show but this oh, is okay yeah this is the other, the other one. one okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. she phoebe <laughs> plays a werewolf she plays a witch in the originals mm. but yeah um i believe she's just american uh she could be british i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure she's and just in american City, she's playing a half fae half human yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah i feel like um i get that her character in the originals kind of has like bryce vibes where she's mm-hmm. just like i don't need your help i can do it on my own and she kind of gets betrayed by people and people try to like um shelter her and keep her and she's just like fuck this i don't need any of your help i'm gonna do it on my own so very much bryce yeah, she can pull it off for sure so i casted sabrina bartlett she's from bridgerton oh oh i love her she's also in pole dark oh yeah she is (laughs) i don't know something about the way she speaks i just fascinates me she can definitely pull off like the sassiness of bryce for sure i love her i don't know i just thought of her and no that's good i like that Mm -hmm. just dye her hair red right yes she has light colored eyes and tan skin right Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay okay Yay. i love her choices <laughs> bryce's best friend danica interrupts her work day to tell her that a human terrorist that recently was put behind bars is being released on a technicality so danica is pissed danica is the one that captured this guy mm-hmm. and she is also the alpha to a group of whirl werewolf shapeshifters <laughs> like they're werewolves but they call them 
wolf shifters. shifters. I know. I was like, they're, just call they're them basically werewolves. <laughs> like, whatever. But I mean, because mm-hmm. she does talk about like line shifters and like deer shifters. Yeah. So I'm sure so you have to cool. be like, where deer? And like, where like, <laughs> lion? lion you know what I mean? So I'm sure shifters <laughs> is just like a trendier yeah. label to give them. But they're basically werewolves. Yeah. So Danica is the same age as Bryce. And she's the alpha of the pack of devils. That's the name of her wolf pack. And it is rumored that Danica is favored to be next in line to inherit the title of prime apparent, which is like the leader of all the wolves. Um, so if this happens, it means that the line of succession is jumping over her envious mother entirely and just <laughs> jumping to Danica. She also inherited this sword from her grandfather. It was supposed to go to her mom and her mom is just yeah pissed about right. it. Her mom is awful. Fuck her. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so Danica has silvery blonde hair highlighted with bright colors um she also has a matching tattoo with bryce it says through love all is possible and yeah do we want to cast danica yay Mm -hmm. okay side note um since there are also not only is this book fucking thick but sarah decided to put a thousand and two characters in here um we did split up there's like seven that were i think there's seven or six that we're casting in this one and then i kind of split it up so even though some characters we are going to talk about in part Mm -hmm. one they're not getting casted until part two because this bitch is thick so when they have a bigger part yeah when they have a bigger part or like when they become more meaningful or whatever but (laughs) you'll see you'll see we'll get there but yes my danica uh, is marie avgo yes the hundred yes i know she is my dyslexic brain looks at her last name and i'm just like ooh no i almost casted her as bryce oh really yeah yeah Ooh, but i love her her with silver hair silver hair with like the i think she's got like three different colored streaks it's just like Mm -hmm. especially because her character in the hundred how she just she's a badass and she's already a leader in that one like Mm -hmm. no spoilers for that show but you know (laughs) But yeah, tattoos. She's, yeah, she can be a badass. She plays like a very strong woman who can kick ass, and it's just uh, she reminded me of Danica so much. She'd so be yes. a great werewolf, right? Right. Mm. So yeah, that is my Danica. Okay, my Danica is Madeline Arthur. She is from To All the Boys I Loved Before. Oh, yes. yeah. And she's very. That's really the only thing I've seen her in. Yeah. But her vibe is very much like a modern Danica. Right. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, but she's just like, mm, that's yes. hilarious. That's. <laughs> hilarious that's my Danica. she was the first it. person i casted that came to mind really yeah How i don't funny. know i don't know why it just happens okay so danica relays the news about briggs who's the leader of the human revolution or revolution rebellion that <laughs> attempted to blow up their favorite nightclub called the white raven mm-hmm. and he did this in hopes of igniting a war between the humans and the veneer and the veneer is kind of like a giant there's a lot of titles in this book but a giant title for uh the fae and all of those who can have eternal lives so anyone with like magical abilities whatsoever so vampire yeah. werewolf witches there's everything the whole shebang right pretty much so Ridiculous. danica <laughs> danica says uh she is setting off to meet with the governor of the city archangel micah mm-hmm. to dispute the release of briggs are they? They're not because they are. Even the angels are given like a different thing, right? Because they're called the Malachim or the Malachim. Yeah, there's so many fucking. Yeah. There's categories upon categories. I know. I was like, I'm like, Sarah, 
It was so much easier when they were just fae and humans. I know. <laughs> this was fun, though. I was like, oh, there's everybody. I know. Like, so I was like, there's no rules. There's rules, but there's no rules. <laughs> there's pretty much. There's a bunch of labels, but there's no rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, after, An- uh, after Danica leaves, Bryce's boss, Jessica, tasks her with finding Luna's horn, which is an ancient artifact that was recently reported stolen. In this world, the fae and other magical creatures are not born with immortality, but they, oh, I guess I should go. I should cast Jessup right now. Yeah, he can talk. Okay. Yeah, there was some characters, when I made the list for uh, who we were going to cast, there were some that I put like little asterisks to, like Mm -hmm. if you think of somebody, because once again, there are so many people, because um, I automatically thought of people for some characters but yeah. i was like that's a lot to cast so <laughs> if it stresses us out we're just not yeah gonna, if you're but... sitting there and you're just like gonna grab somebody to grab somebody like oh i guess they can play this person yeah. you know what i mean like, like that takes the fun out of it exactly but... so i was like if you can think of someone and you're like oh yes then for sure go <laughs> ahead and cast them so jessica for me was one of those characters because i couldn't i couldn't all right i just couldn't not I that could. i don't like <laughs> jessica but bridget was like i have somebody so bridget will be yeah. casting jessica but i will not be so my casting is Gillian Anderson Ooh. from the X-Files, most oh. notably, and Sex Education. Just look at her face. Honestly. She looks oh. like an s- ancient yes. sorceress that is terrifying. Right? That collects things that she probably shouldn't be collecting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So that's my Jessica. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in this world, the fae and other magical creatures are not born into immortality, but they have to go through this process called the drop. Where when they pass into adulthood, uh, adulthood, adult, <laughs> when they pass into adulthood, they have to finalize their immortal lives and come into their full power. So Bryce and Danica have yet to make the drop, but they plan to do so together when they turn 27. So they have a few years left, about four years. Also, can I just make a point to laugh at the fact that after you make the drop, there's like this first light that they like yeah. capsule and they use. And I was like, all right, Monster Zinc. No. Like, <laughs> I straight up, I have a bit. Right? Yeah. Like, I was oh, like, okay, man. Monster Zinc, I'll get there. But yeah, oh, I, excellent. I literally, right. sorry. <laughs> no, that's so funny. That's yeah, exactly I totally what I thought, thought of Monster Zinc. Especially like every time she talked about like, oh, the first light and like the twinkle mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, oh my God, it's we Monster share, Zinc. We share one brain cell, <laughs> pretty much. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So being that Bryce is only half fae, she is especially vulnerable to their world. So she wears a amulet of protection against magical influences around her neck. Uh, Bryce's human mother raised her alongside her human stepfather, and she moved into the city with Danica after the two met in university. That night, Bryce arrives back to her apartment, finding Danica and the pack of devils watching a game of Sunball, which is never explained. It's just called Sunball. So I'm like, I'm assuming it's like baseball, <laughs> but with a little sun. I'm assuming. I don't know why they call it Sunball, but I'm assuming. I was just expecting for the amount of exposition that we get in this that they were going to explain the game but of Sunball. It's the one so thing she never talks about <laughs> is like actually explaining what this game yeah. is, but. From what I gather, it sounded like because I think she mentions Ethan was a pitcher, right? Yeah. So yeah. I so think they're it's all baseball. gathered watching that going on. I think. I don't know. We are introduced to Connor, Danica's second, and Bryce's uh, will they won't they counterpart. I know. My God. <laughs> we did not cast Connor, but no, we did not <laughs> for a reason. I mean, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so Bryce stands as a honorary member of the pack, as well does 
Connor's younger brother, Ethan, who we mentioned a little bit ago. Uh, all of them are watching him play the sunball game. Off in the kitchen, Danica tells Bryce that Briggs will officially be released from prison and Bryce can tell that something is that something else is bothering her. Danica tells her that the night the horn went missing, two university students were murdered three blocks away from Danica's or under Danica's watch. So she's kind of feels guilty about that. The silence from the other room lets two of them know that they are being eavesdropped on by the rest of the pack. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. <laughs> Just the setting. I was like, I could totally imagine it. Right. Because so they all have super hearing. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, man. Okay. Because then it doesn't Connor, like, as soon as they stop talking because they notice. Mm-hmm. I think she says that, like, one of them ends up turning the volume up on yeah. the TV. <laughs> like, oh, nope, nope. I just love it. It's I all guys and, like, their leader is a girl. I think which... there's one other girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the twins. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, it reminded me of Twilight. Remember how there's, like, a brother-sister duo? Stop wolf? it. That's what Stop it reminded it. me of. <laughs> uh, so Bryce begins getting ready for a date that she has with her rich human boyfriend, Reed. Because you know trash. he's an asshole because of Piece his name. Of trash. <laughs> to which Connor tells her to stop wasting her time with the human and go out with him instead. She tells him no and that she doesn't need another veneer trying to control her. The alpha hole. <laughs> yeah, alpha hole. That's used a lot. Uh, we a learned lot. that <laughs> we learned that Bryce has a bit of a male authority complex because her fae father had tried to control and basically own her mother resulting in her mother running away when she found out that she was pregnant as well as Bryce or yes okay as Bryce is leaving Danica tells her to light it up bitch and (laughs) she gets a light it up asshole in response (laughs) I just I love their banter right uh true friendship Mm -hmm. you know they're friends when they call each other bitch right honestly (laughs) So Bryce goes off to her date, and after Reed shows up 45 minutes late and stares at his phone rather than her, Bryce is just like, fuck this, breaks up with him, steals a bottle of wine, and makes her way out. It's like literally red flag, one, two, three, mm-hmm. all, I'm like, how, how did she ever <laughs> fall for this guy uh, or even like try to date this guy? It makes no sense to just me. Just because he was rich, mostly. Rich like and she, like not veneer. Yeah, that was kind of the yeah, main she's thing. She's like, oh, he's a human? Fine. Yeah. So stupid. He's boring. Excellent. <laughs> uh, no backbone. Superb. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> oh, man. So after she leaves the restaurant, Bryce texts her support group to meet her at the White Raven, minus Danica, because she is stuck back the, at the apartment. She's on duty. For pack night. It reminded me of, like, RA duty. Oh, God. Like, how you would always, like, you couldn't go, like, we'd be like, oh, let's go this place. And you're like, I can't. I have to stay in the dorm. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. uh, Bryce texts, or she also texts Connor to meet her for a date next Saturday. And that (laughs) if he is late, then it is over. He replies back that he would never keep her waiting. (laughs) And they flirt a bit, and it's adorable. Uh, So, Bryce meets up with a juniper. A fawn ballet dancer and Fury, a badass mercenary. They meet Bryce at the club and celebrate at the club. (laughs) (laughs) Crying in the club. (laughs) (laughs) To celebrate the end of her mundane relationship. 
The three of them dance, take drugs, and drink heavily. Bryce even hooks up with a random guy in the bathroom and then texts Danica throughout the night. Right. Like, what is the bathroom? I know. (laughs) I don't understand. What is this bathroom? Seems unsanitary Uh, to me. mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Late in the night, Bryce makes her way drunkenly home and still high also. Oh, also, side note, uh, Fury will most likely be cast in part two, mm-hmm. and I did not put Juniper on a list to cast because I don't like her, mm-hmm. but that's just my input, <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. Yes. Valid. <laughs> valid, valid. <laughs> so she makes her way back to the apartment, and she reminisces over how her and Connor wanted each other from the first moment that they met back in freshman year. <laughs> Fucking makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, Danica, however, ordered Connor to stay away from her until Bryce herself approached him. But Bryce never did because she's stubborn, stubborn as hell. (laughs) And she always knew that if they started something between them, that it would never stop. It'd be super intense. And she's just like, I'm not ready for that yet. It's like, girl. Right. (laughs) Uh, The way he talks to her, I was just like, my God. (laughs) But right. (laughs) Okay. As Bryce comes back to the apartment, she finds that the door is smashed open and inside it's completely dark. And, the and scent she's of blood, ridiculously high at this point. Yeah. And the scent of blood is hanging in the air. So she's like, am I too high? What the yeah. fuck's going on? And her hands are sticky. <sighs> but she walks in and she finds Danica, Connor, and the rest of the pack torn to pieces. Mm. In the midst of her shock, Bryce is able to sense that something has been hiding in the trash chute of the apartment, and it has escaped out onto the streets. Bryce kind of goes like on an adrenaline high, just kind of right. kicks herself into gear, and she is able. Which let me tell you, that is a like extremely canon. Like you might be like high off your fucking mind, yeah. but if something happens, like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how your body's a weird thing, right? But your body is super easy to like snap and be like, "All right, I all of a sudden have to be like yeah. not high and like you sober." Let's up do this it's real happening. quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bryce leaps out, holding a, a leg, a table leg. I think so. Just, like, I think it's like a stool leg. Yeah. I think they had stools in their apartment, and she just like rips it and is just like yeah, running around like Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> chasing this damn thing. So she grabs the table leg, leaps out after the monster or the demon, and tracks it tracks it sent to an alleyway where it is feasting on an angel bryce is able to fend it off but the demon ends up slashing her leg like slashes it open yeah blood everywhere so the demon runs off and she sits there compressing the angel's wound trying to stop it from bleeding oh she also is kind of like in and out of it but this angel comes down another angel and it's like hey Trying to comfort her. Okay? <laughs> What's going on? Let that me is, staple your leg shut. Let us hunt Athelar. We look, right. I'm we'll about get to get to him. To him. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. So next we are put into the perspective of Isaiah Tiberian, the leader of the 33rd Legion of Angels, the number one warrior under Governor Micah. Everyone has a lot of titles. <laughs> a fucking lot of titles. Each title is like a whole ass paragraph. <laughs> my god so isaiah is studying bryce through a one-way mirror in the legion's holding center next to him is well i guess yeah let's do isaiah okay let's do isaiah yep. Ooh, okay so um okay let's just get it out of the way but john boyega anyways my actual pick 
But yes, he would, I mean, he could kill this role, John Boyega. But the person I actually chose is Chris O'Neill. And he is from the show uh, Greenhouse Academy on Netflix. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. Yeah, I really like him. And it's kind of funny because in the show, uh, I told you about it a little bit. There was like, there's, Mm -hmm. um, because I've picked someone from that show before. But there's like the jocks and then there's like the nerdy ones. He's the leader of the jocks, which I mean, okay. I feel like it fits. <laughs> Just saying. So yes, yeah. I think he could easily pull it off. But yeah, Chris O'Neill is my pick for Isaiah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I casted Alfred Enoch. Ooh, from How to Get Away with Murder and Ooh, Harry Potter. I love him. <laughs> Yay. He is very tall. So I Extremely had to pick someone tall. taller than the guy that I casted for Hunt. But honestly, I think they're the same. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, fine. Is Isaiah taller than Hunt? I don't. I don't know. I just wanted to. Or at reason. least someone like around the same height. So Hunt's supposed to be like because there's a hierarchy up. thing going on. So oh. I assume that while Hunt is more like authoritarian or people are more scared of Hunt, Hunt's I just muscle. imagined Isaiah is the taller. Brain. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. Isaiah is the brain. Hunt so, yeah. is just the muscle. That is Isaiah. I feel like I am Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> we are characters in here. I am. <laughs> excuse me. Are you saying that I am Hunt Athlon? No. No. You are not. You um, are. We'll get to who you are. Am I Lahaba? <laughs> yeah, you're Lahaba. Um, you're like, adopt all the animals. <laughs> or who are you going to say? Uh, Rune, maybe. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, next to Isaiah is his second in command of the 33rd Legion, Hunt Athalar. <laughs> and even though Hunt is technically the second, Isaiah is mildly terrified of him and his imposing power. Hunt is known as the Umbra Mortis the or Angel of Death. The Shadow of Death. Or the Shadow of Death. Uh, he has I'm a sorry. rare power. He's able to control lightning. Thor. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, while most angels possess a power associated with the sky, you know, House of Sky. Mm-hmm. Duh. Uh, with so like wind, rain, thunder, etc. Rarely have any possessed the power to control lightning like Hunt. <laughs> so 200 years ago, the pair of them took part in this angel rebellion against the hierarchy of the Republic and the six rulers of Midgard. <laughs> Just like Fucking, the list never ends. <laughs> it's so weird to me how like mythical, like mythology almost and then like mm-hmm. religious she got with this one. Yeah. Because, like, Midgard is, like, from Norse mythology. Yeah. And then all of them have, like, very religious names, like Micah, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting yeah. to me that that's the route that she chose to go. <laughs> but anyways, so sorry. Yes. After the rebellion had failed, the participating angels were then labeled the Fallen and marked with halo tattoos across their forehead, which also put a restraint on their powers and branded them as slaves. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was cool. Like right. fallen angels, their halos are tattoos. And right. I was just like, ooh, interesting twist. And their I halos are like thorny and tattooed. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. I didn't put a description of Hunt for some reason, but he is a thick ass man, long hair. Like Cassian. Pretty much like combine <laughs> Asriel and Cassian and you, and you get, get Hunt Adler. <laughs> pretty much. Very grumpy, very silent, deadly, brooding in the corner. Right. Also, also, I'm wondering when we're going to find, like, when the, everybody else is going to find out his actual name. Or if anybody will. Oh, yeah, because we know his name. It's Orion. Yeah. But no one else knows. Yeah. I love that his name is Orion. Orion. I, like, I know. I was like, <laughs> oh. 
mythology. Right. Do we want to cast our hunts? Yes. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, so I was so excited. This one uh, was really funny because I was watching the movie that he's in and he spoke like two words. I had seen him before. But I was watching like the next movie in his like this story mm-hmm. and um, he spoke two words and I was like, holy shit, you're hot Athelor. But yeah, so I chose uh, Taylor Zakar Perez from Kissing Booth. Did you choose him too? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was so okay because I have seen the Kissing Booth movies mm-hmm. since they came out. So like I had already when I was watching the third one, I was yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, like he's perfect. And then literally a couple days ago, Bridget's like, oh, I'm starting to watch Kissing Booth. And I was like, God damn it. She's going to see him. She's going to hear him. And when she's going to pick him, him. I was like, oh my he's God. Perfect. He's literally he per- like the voice, perfect. the everything. Yeah. He's 29, which they think is around the age. That he- well, technically Hunt's like, yeah, he's 29. Is he 29? Oh, whatever. He's 229. <laughs> oh, you mean Hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm Taylor. Taylor's 29. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Hunt's Hunt like 28. A, yeah, a couple hundred years, whatever. But uh, yeah. Taylor is 200. I fucking knew it. When you told me you were watching them, yeah. she messaged me like maybe a couple days. Like, what day was that? Literally like two days them. ago. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh, I'm starting to watch Kissing Booth. This is ridiculous. I was like, gosh, she's going to see Taylor and she's going to cast him as Hunt. Because he's literally <laughs> he's one of, He was the first one that I casted because I like... Yeah, this guy can play Reese. This guy can play Cassian, Azriel. But oh, I think he's a little too. I young think for Reese. Hunt. I don't know why people always think that yeah. Rassand and them. Reese are, is like, like they're they're all in their thirties. Yeah. But anyways, back to this one. He could play Hunt. Love He'd make an amazing Hunt. <laughs> Taylor Zakar Perez. Yes, that is who I he casted. Love him. <laughs> yes. What picture did you use? Um, I use. If we use the same picture. I'm gonna like leave. I use this one. Oh yes, that's fine. Ooh, very nice. He's beautiful, right? The eyebrows. Yes. The height. And he he already has kind of like shaggy hair, like kind of longish. Mm-hmm. Well, it's longish in the front. Um, so I was like, oh, he'd be fine with like long, like shoulder length hair. Yeah. Some people can't pull it off, but I think he could. <sighs> I'm so pleased. I know. This always happens. <laughs> I was so, as soon as you told me, I was like, she's going to take one look at him and be like, oh, he'd make a good hunt after all. So I was like, yes. here we go. <laughs> I knew 100%. it. I lost my spot. <laughs> 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 Talking about hunt. <laughs> Is it sweaty in here? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Taylor. <clears throat> so, we are put into Hunt's perspective. His hands are bloody after stapling Bryce's leg shut because he was the hey, the hey ghost. Yeah, he was the one ghost. that... The hey down. angel. Mm-hmm. He and Isaiah are going over details of the massacre that had just occurred. And Hunt mm. learns that Danica was murdered, which is shocking because she had so much promise and everyone is expecting her to be this insane leader she's basically like the chosen one yeah yeah so hearing that she was murdered everyone's just like what the fuck (laughs) like it'd be like getting in three chapters into harry potter and harry potter and harry potter died yeah and you're like wait what (laughs) oh imagine okay (laughs) be a very different story (sighs) so hunt states that Briggs has been arrested for suspicion of summoning a demon or the demon that created this massacre that happened. Because he had also threatened Danica, right? Like Briggs, mm, I think. I think he did at the I trial. Something he like, like that. yelled something at her. So yeah. everyone's just like, it was Briggs, obviously. Yeah. It was Briggs. So, like, without a doubt, everyone's like, immediately, <laughs> immediately he is arrested. <laughs> the white man. <laughs> yes, he is white. I imagine a white man. <laughs> I imagine a white man. Uh, I mean, he's human, so. And trying to start a uh, revolution yeah. poorly, so. Uh, 
So the pair are interrupted by Sabine, Danica's mother. Mm. Sabine charges into the room, demanding to talk to Bryce. Uh, Sabine has it in her mind that Bryce has Danica's sword and wants it given back to her as she believes that she herself is the rightful heir. Like, okay, ma'am, be upset over a sword rather than, you know, the death of your daughter. That made me laugh really hard that she goes in there and she's just like, where's the sword? And it's like, oh, not like any questions about like, you know, how are you, Bryce or crazy or like, I know she doesn't really care about Bryce. So obviously she wouldn't ask how she She is. She doesn't really care about Danica. It's one thing to like walk into a room and be like, give me the sword. (laughs) Instead of like, how did this happen about my daughter? Like, and every time she makes an appearance, she's literally yelling, (laughs) where's my sword? Like, God damn it, Sabine. Think about uh, something else like for you two whole think seconds. The sword is the the item of this book, but it's really not the, the fucking horn. horn. Yeah, it's just a sword. And yeah. it's it's not like because I know Rune has a sword that actually is like mythical. Yeah. Like a I think all the chosen ones have a sword. That's like right? what I have in my brain. But yeah. is there anything it, their sword is just a symbol, right? There's no power link to yeah. it, is there? It's literally just a sword that like it's just a fancy has sword been passed that down. The, the heir of the because the werewolf, that's her sword. Yeah. And then the Fae, that's, you know. Because I know Runes, sword. yeah, Runes is, has, like, a story to it, though. Like, mm-hmm. only the people with the Starborn power yeah. can wield it and yada yada. And, like, it hums to them or whatever. <laughs> but I think Danica's is literally just a fucking sword. Right? There's I no think power? So. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not rereading that book. Because, so. <laughs> you know, wolves have thumbs and they can carry <laughs> swords. <laughs> I, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I love Sarah J. Math. But, or Jerry, Sarah J. Mass, but like there's something there, I'm just like honestly I it's so funny to me because I love her right like her writing is so hooking Beautiful. like you get yeah. so addicted to it and like all of her books I've like I'm always like oh I need to listen to more because I can't put the story down but at the same time I'm like wait really Sarah like yeah. really <laughs> I mean I can't write a book for that's for fuck sure right but. like I applaud her and she's amazing mm-hmm. and she knows what she's doing because she's making a shit ton of fucking money but it's also, there's moments where I just look at the book and I'm like, Sarah, mm, that's really? SJM. <laughs> Honestly, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, also Sabine will be casted in part two. Yes. Continue. Yes. Okay. On the other side of the mirror, they see Victoria. She is a wraith who is also a member of the 33rd. <laughs> so she enters the room and begins her interview, more like interrogation of Bryce. Being as Bryce is still in shock, rightly so, after seeing the aftermath of a massacre of her closest friends, right. she is unwilling to talk. And the drugs are still in her system. Yeah. Because that is also canon. High. Like, oh, and you're extremely high. Like, yes, your body can snap into so, like, you feel like you're sober, like you can function all of a sudden. But as soon as you, like, stop or, like, the adrenaline stops, like, you fall back into the high. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that happens. So the fact that they, like, automatically are trying to, like, ask her questions is very weird to me. Yeah. And the whole time Hunt is like, why do she's not going to talk? What is. And her leg is still probably like oozing blood. Like he just stapled it closed. It should. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) After seeing the aftermath of. Oh, I read that bit. (laughs) Okay. Victoria goes over the list of drugs and alcohol that are in Bryce's system currently. Like, okay. Uh, (laughs) Sabine storms out when she realizes that bryce isn't going to give a statement yeah she's like i'm not getting my sword i'm leaving okay right like this girl can't help with anything goodbye a karen (laughs) a karen okay victoria 
then reads off a stream of text messages that happened between Bryce and Danica throughout the night, mm-hmm. which also gets no response from Bryce. Then Victoria's like, I'll do this. She plays the audio that was which, picked up from the hallway camera in the apartment of the massacre. Who in their right mind thinks that this is what you should do? Yeah. This part, I was like, you want to traumatize her more? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So the, the audio is a tyrant of screams and pleading. Danica is begging for her attacker to just stop and screaming, so endless sad. screaming. You hear her being torn to pieces. Uh, like it's wow. so And sad. it's just going off in the room. Hunt immediately like barges into the room to yeah. put an end to the audio with Isaiah in tow. Isaiah's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> and as I enter the room, Bryce flips the table and throws the chair against the wall before falling to the floor and throwing up. And she has this like surge of power that kind of shocked them. Yeah. And Isaiah even threw up like a wall of air to protect him and Victoria. And then Hunt does his own. But yeah, so she does that. And they were all like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she's only half face, so she shouldn't. Have, yeah, she like, shouldn't have that much. Even right she hasn't even made the drop yet, so she's not into her full power. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Whoa, that was insane!" Right? Uh, Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So Hunt then bends down to comfort Bryce. Isaiah gets a call telling them to let Bryce go, under the order of Rune Danon, who is the Prince of the Fae and son of the Autumn King. Yes. As they let Bryce out into the hallway, who barges in? to the holding center but the prince himself yelling <laughs> <laughs> about how all of this was their fault the the angel's fault yeah for not keeping a closer eye on briggs and he demands to question briggs himself <laughs> he demands a lot of things yeah he just comes he goes in. in there like guns blazing <laughs> yeah. um, oh man hunt is like what the fuck is going on like why <laughs> is the prince coming in here and yeah. they learn that hunt is the cousin of bryce cousin quote uh, rune rune's the cousin of oh rune is the cousin of the bryce. cousin of bryce yes and their family <laughs> hunt finds this suspicious thinking like why is someone going to this lengths to free a don't cousin be suspicious don't, don't be, be suspicious, suspicious. <laughs> so yeah rune is also a very tall thick man he has very long hair that goes beyond his shoulders half Shaved of his head is shaved side. he has a bunch of piercings most of this is just to fuck like to fuck oh my gosh <laughs> It's like a F you to yeah. dad. It's a fuck you to the father. Yeah. The Autumn King who is never named. Yeah. I have theories. But anyways, we'll talk yeah. about that later. Rune. Rune Dannon. Dannon. <gasps> I'm excited because. Okay. <laughs> you love so, him. So I do love him. Um. So I casted Archie Renault from Shadow and Bone. Oh, Archie. He plays Mal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Um. I was looking. I think his facial structure to me just. I think yeah. he'd make a really good Danon. Rune Danon. But yeah. Yes. Oh, Archie. So, I love him. Also, don't laugh. But I wanted it because a lot of people, because uh, Archie has like his hair shaved. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like drew Ooh. what it would look no. like for him to like half like his haircut, like yes. Rune's haircut. And I was just like, oh, he could definitely pull that off. Like, I like it. He already has some piercings. so And he does have some piercings. I don't know. He, um, I really like how he portrayed Mal. He like saved Mal. For yeah. me, for TV show versus book. Mal. So I'm just like, if he could do that for Mal, imagine what he could do for Rune. So yeah. Yay. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. I love Rune. I love Archie. So to me, it was a no-brainer. Excellent decision. 
Yes. <laughs> That's really funny, though, because everybody else, like, age-wise, Archie would be the youngest one. Yeah. He's only 23. Yeah, he's a baby. He's a and baby. And he's a father. And he's a dad. Yeah. Right? I'm like, man, look at you. So, Who's I your casted <laughs> Remy High. Ooh. Whom I know you love. He's in Marco Polo. Yeah. He's in the newer Spider-Man, Far From Home. He plays a high schooler, which I find hilarious. But he made the blip crazy in it. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yep. I love yes. him so much. <laughs> so meaning, Excellent. like, since he is, spoilers, you've read the book, he's the half-brother of... Danica. of bryce, bryce. <laughs> yes. and who i cast it for bryce is not asian but mm-hmm. half brother so the father that they share i'm he will be asian that'd be cool yeah. yeah i like that that was the other thing because she i don't know if sarah ever describes his skin tone but a lot of the make him, fan yeah. art made him a little bit darker which i really liked so that's another reason why i went with archie i appreciate he's got some melatonin uh-huh. be popping <laughs> melanin be popping melatonin <laughs> melanin be popping melatonin isn't that what puts you to sleep that's like a sleeping aid right sorry it's melanin it's melanin in his skin it'd be popping so yeah okay <laughs> sorry so <laughs> i like our runes days after bryce is released she is kneeling at the bone gates saying some semblance of a goodbye to danica and the pack as since she Received a text from Ethan telling her that she was not welcome to the sailing, which is the funeral itself of Danica. Which, again, is very Norse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very Viking. I was like, where is she going with this? It's yeah. very interesting. Because all of her texts from that night were leaked. So everyone knows exactly what she was up to, how she like hooked up with a guy. She's drinking yeah. and partying. All of this is happening while her best friend is murdered. Which also, is funny for the longest time. I was like, I don't. I don't I couldn't understand why Ethan was upset until later on when they explained that it's because like Connor and her like since they saw those text messages too yeah. and knew that she had finally like yeah Connor I'll date you but then in that same night had like fucked a guy in the bathroom yeah. and I was like oh that makes sense I'd be pissed too yeah I was mm-hmm. like okay I get it I get it I get it <laughs> yeah okay so end of part one part two the trench 22 months has passed since mm-hmm the events that we just went over so almost two years (laughs) bryce is once again at the white raven after hooking up with a line shifter in the bathroom like no offense to bryce you do you girl but like use a bedroom why is it always this bathroom what is this bathroom i want to see what this bathroom looks like this bathroom has to be immaculate like it's got to be clean as fuck the privacy right also are they not gendered or are they going into like i wonder if they're just like all how are bathrooms split up in this world? Is right. it by? Are they even split up? Is it just like a communal bathroom? I don't know. I don't know. I imagine it kind of like like a bath house. Like you go in, it's just this massive like thing. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Huh, we'll see. Right. If they adapt this, <laughs> <laughs> what does the bathroom look like? Honestly. Uh, so Bryce meets up with a vampire or a vampire for a business deal. <laughs> While she's meeting with this vampire, she sees a group of girls laughing and dancing together, most likely mm-hmm. celebrating one of them making the drop. Yep. Bryce is reminded of how her and Danica had planned to have a party at the White Raven after they made the drop together. Even though two years has passed, Bryce still has not made the drop. And this is like the drop also services as like a rite of passage for the veneer to go through. And oh, yeah, <laughs> the light that they admit <laughs> Oh, when the they fall into their it. power is captured and stored away 
literally this is what i put like in the yellow tubes and monsters inc <laughs> exactly which yeah. is funny because they even talk about it she talks about it in this scene too because like the girls um do they have glow sticks yeah because she says like uh-huh. some people will make like gimmicky mm-hmm. like things because you're given a little piece of your first light and some people just like keep it or whatever and then mm-hmm. some people make like little cute souvenirs or whatever from their like drop parties and i thought that was hilarious i think that's adorable <laughs> it's like a bachelorette but right not. but quinceanera but kind <laughs> of <laughs> right a little bit uh quince drop so <laughs> five uh, drop i don't speak spanish <laughs> <laughs> i'm a horrible mexican we know this uh all right so mm-hmm, the drop is also something that has to be done with an anchor capital a someone who is able to bring the person that is dropping back from the pit so basically they kind of die Mm-hmm. And then something has someone has to be there to bring them back. Yeah. And as they come back, they're ascending into their power and immortality. Uh, Bryce and Danica had planned to make the drop together and have Connor and another member of the pack be their anchors. Which you wouldn't date this guy, but he was going to be your anchor yeah. during your drop. But you're not going to date him. I know. It was ridiculous. And a lot of people will use someone who's very important to them. Like exactly. Other. But Which, some... There is, uh, what is it called when they don't have anybody to anchor them? Like, what did Hunt use? I think it's just, it was just like a public a something. Yeah, like someone used... like a city worker, like someone who like works at the yeah <laughs> the building. I don't even know like where you go to like make the drop, but. But that doesn't whoever, surprise like, me that Hunt like didn't need anybody. He's like, I'll just do it with this public. <laughs> right, with this like, can you imagine? <laughs> I just, sorry, tangent, but I just imagine that they like. The people who work there go through classes like how to be someone's anchor and then them oh just God. have to go through like this whole booklet and then like i don't have an anchor okay well i'll be your anchor I like hello like, for this right just like no, you, now like, you get signed up for it it's like ra training where you're basically a babysitter for everybody exactly. and we had to do suicidal yeah. ideation and it was the most intense class ever and right. were, then we had to do like act it out so yeah, we remember, had to literally remember you telling me it about was that. traumatizing and I'm i feel like, like I this am would 19 be the same years thing. old right i feel what like this would be on? the exact same thing like you if you work i don't know if it's like a community center where you get the drop like where is this happening a temple oh, they said it was in like it's in a sterile environment because they need oh, to right. capture oh yeah they have to capture yeah, so the, they're kind of like in a yeah so whatever but I, I assume the people that work there have to go through like how to be like how to be an anchor training which is just hilarious yeah. to me <sighs> That would not be my profession in this world. Hell no. (laughs) So Bryce finishes her business with the vampire, but not before he tries to make a pass at her and feels like he is owed something. (sighs) Grimy. Yeah, it's awful. So disgusting. Just then, (laughs) who pops in but (laughs) Rune? Every time she's just like in distress, it's like Rune just busts in like the fucking Kool-Aid man. Like, I am here. For my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cousin uh, oh, man. so rune busts into the club and zeroes in on bryce the vampire lets go of her when he realizes who rune is he's like oh shit it's the chosen one back the fuck up. There mm-hmm. at the bar just making eyes at me yeah <laughs> bryce leaves to talk to rune we learn that rune isn't her cousin but actually her half brother mm-hmm. so bryce's father is the autumn king as well rune was tasked with delivering a message from their father for Bryce to lie low until the summit, which is like a gathering of all the, the high fae folk. Yeah. Rune mentions that their father hasn't been this riled up since two years ago when the murders happened. This, this sets Bryce off as she 
basically like falls into a mini panic attack after being reminded of Danica and Connor's murders. Like she can bring up the memory of them by herself, but if someone else, like an outside source, brings it up, it kind of like triggers. It triggers her. Yeah. Ah, poor thing. So Bryce makes her way back to her apartment, which is different from the apartment that was wrecked. Danica had actually purchased this apartment under her and Bryce's name. And Bryce didn't even know about this until after Danica passed away. Uh, Bryce is also greeted by Syrinx. Saying that right? Syrinx? Syrinx. Syrinx. Okay. She's greeted by Syrinx. Uh, what is he? He's a chimera? Mm-hmm. Okay. I imagine him like a little lion. Yeah. It's like a lion kinda. with wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Adorable. They're just like lion babies. So she adopted Syrinx from Jessica, who he used... <laughs> she like got him to protect the library yeah, but then like he was just pet. useless <laughs> uh, so yeah she adopted him from jessica but he'd rather eat like yeah everything <laughs> instead of guard everything um, so he's gonna get rid of him yeah and oh. bryce was like absolutely not <laughs> another day at work bryce is interrupted by hunt and isaiah whom she hasn't seen since that night two years ago. Mm-hmm. Hunt is less than excited to see Bryce again as he has pegged her as a vain party girl. Bryce tries to dismiss them, but when Hunt states that we're here <coughs> about a murder, she agrees to listen. Like, mention murder to me and that'll shut up my, like, true crime loving ass. Like, we're here about a murder. <laughs> Say no more. Right. <laughs> Enter. Tell me all about it. Oh. So they're let into the gallery where she works. And they tell her that the vampire that she had met the other day was found murdered on the outskirts of the meat market and that she was the last person to see him alive. They ask her to walk them through the encounter that she had with him. She tells them it was a business deal, but when he felt that he was owed more personal time with her, she cut the meeting short and left on unfriendly terms. Hunt has it in his mind that this is a good motive for Bryce to murder him. Hunt jumps to conclusions a lot. Very. Yeah. Very quickly. Makes assumptions. <laughs> Hunt keeps staring at Bryce in her thin, tight dress. A frequently used description of Bryce. Honestly. He's just like, everything about her pisses him off, but he like can't stop looking at her. Like, okay, Hunt. Right. I see you. Uh, oh, he also... He's like, God, she's annoying, but that ass. <laughs> <laughs> As he's checking her out, he is reminded of the injury on her leg from that night, and he is certain that she must have gotten the scar removed. <laughs> Once again, assumes assumes that literally. she got it healed and just like taken <laughs> care of, and it's not there anymore. Uh, he's like, party girls don't like scars. Yeah. She got it healed. It's not there. Right. Uh, Fucker. Hunt goes. <laughs> Hunt goes on to tell her Dude. that the injuries that were on the vampire are identical to the ones that happened to Danica and the pack, meaning that the murderer of Danica and the pack couldn't have been Briggs since he was in prison. Yeah. Uh, so and the murderer the, is still out there. The way that they were killed um, was never released into the public. So mm. it can't be a copycat. Cause that's yeah. one of their questions. It's one that's of the first things know. that Bryce mentions is like, what if it's like a Briggs follower and they're like, eh, we never released the details of how they were killed or like what was quote unquote mm-hmm. like used to kill them. Yeah. I loved the murder mystery aspect of this. Right? I was like, it's in a fantasy world. It's, it's a combo so of my good. favorite things. Right. I loved Ugh. it. Ah, okay, so shortly after this, the governor, Micah, the archangel, shows up and he asks Bryce for her help in searching for the killer since she is the only link between the two crimes. Mm-hmm. Micah wants everything to be solved ahead of the arrival of the archangel, Sandriel, next month, 
which also marks the beginning of the summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Micah. Micah is also like the overlord of the archangels. He's, what is it called? There's like different, there's different districts and he's the leader of the angel district. Of uh, Valbara. Valbara. Okay. Ooh, sorry. That's like their district of what they're in. Yeah. He's like the governor of Valbara. But he's also the leader. So yeah, Micah is the leader of the angels. So he's, he owns Hunt also and Isaiah. So well, he owns the 33rd. Mm. He's like the head of the 33rd. Yeah. Or like the head of the, whatever that. Do we want to cast a Micah? Yeah. All righty. Go for it. Um, I thought this was pretty simple. I chose Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, everyone always talks about how beautiful Micah is and yada, 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 and how, like, smooth he is and how he just walks into a room and everyone's like, whew. Tarzan himself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I chose Alexander Skarsgård. Well yeah. done. Can I see the picture? Yeah, of course. I mean, I know what he looks like because... <laughs> I love him. Ah, yes. Right? Yeah. Micah. Mm-hmm. He has a face where you don't know if you can trust him. Exactly. Or, yeah. He can be a little shifty, I think. Yes. So, my Micah is Michael Hoosman. Ooh. Da, da, da. Ooh, I love him. Yes, he's from the age of Adelaide or Adeline. Yeah. And Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yes. yes. Haunting of Hill House. Okay. So... So Micah also tasks Hunt with watching over Bryce as like her babysitter, (laughs) protector of sorts. Uh, And before Hunt leaves for the night, he tasks Bryce with coming up with a list of suspects to whom she wish, or who, English. (laughs) It's all right. Uh, So he tells Bryce to come up with a list of suspects who may have wanted Danica and her pack dead. And also another list. (laughs) <laughs> that retraces Danica's locations and activities that happened on her the last few days that she was alive. Which is really weird to me because I'm like, when you guys initially started this investigation, yeah. isn't that something that you would have already done? Well, I because they were, were like, oh, it's Briggs. We don't need to investigate. So oh, that was kind of why they didn't. Mm. I don't know. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I was like, um, you're talking to a person who owns most of Criminal Minds on DVD. And <laughs> let me tell you... <laughs> which i mean i guess i guess it's I guess. always if someone they thought it was briggs then it's sure. always someone you guys know right da, da, da. okay <laughs> via more exposition we learn that sandriel who is going to visit pretty soon she is the twin sister to shahar the deceased leader of the rebellion that happened 200 years ago shahar was also hunt's general also hunt's lover sahar and sandriel although sisters were on opposing sides of the war up until four years ago. She loves doing that, Sarah. Because she did the same thing in Akatar. Mm-hmm. It was Amaretha and, and her sister. Yeah, this is and pretty much. Fell in love I was like, what is going on the sister. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. okay. We got a thing with sisterly <laughs> rivalries, apparently. Does Sarah have a sister? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so up until four years ago, Hunt was under Sandriel's control. Sandriel spent over 50 years torturing and trying to break Hunt, blaming him for her sister's death. Of course. And for her sister being on the opposite side. He's like, it's all your I fault. She didn't put him in a ring. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Or his eyeball. <laughs> just his eyeball, right? It's uh, just his eyeball. Yeah, oh my God. It's oh. just his eyeball. He's durian, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Hunt was tortured by the spitting image of his dead girlfriend. 
trauma for 50 years <laughs> so it's safe to say that hunt is a bit fucked up <laughs> because of this right uh, aren't we all poor guy okay micah ended up eventually purchasing hunt and he made a bargain with him that hunt is to atone for the 2217 lives that were lost during the rebellion and to atone for this he needs to take that same amount of lives that Micah like chooses. He's like, you're going to kill this person for me. He's basically his assassin. Yeah, a life for a life, pretty yeah. much. Mm. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he purchases Hunt and the whole 33rd, right? Because I think the whole 33rd was under... Yeah. Or was it just Hunt? I remember purchasing Hunt is like the one thing I recall right. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because I'm sure she didn't keep the whole 33rd, but she probably would mm-hmm. want to keep Hunt. It's a lot of muscle. <laughs> okay. So far, Hunt has only slain 82. 82 out of 2,217. Poor thing. Uh, after meeting with Isaiah and Hunt atop the gallery roof, Micah makes one more proposition before he goes. He tells Hunt that if he solves the case with Bryce before the summit, he will lower Hunt's kill count debt to only 10 more lives. He leaves Hunt. Just ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I'm like, whoa, that's a fucking jump. Okay. Right. Which is just bizarre to me when you find out like the, the ending of all of this. I was like, Right. right you okay ah. i think he only did it for motivation so yeah. like something like that you know hun's gonna be like oh i'll do it mm-hmm. so. <laughs> after micah leaves hunt tells isaiah that he doesn't trust bryce and he plans to watch her around the clock he basically is like bryce is my number one suspect excellent that i'm tasked with watching her i'm never so. going to leave her side fucking stupid how he thinks she did it. That's a fucking dumbass. So, uh, listen, okay. Oh my god. So, Igria, or Igria, Isaiah agrees. Igria. Igria. That sounds Greek. Ooh. That's a great name. (laughs) So, Isaiah agrees not to blow Hunt's cover and leaves to confirm Bryce's alibis with Rune. Next, we are put into the perspective of a best boy Rune, Rune is meeting with his father, the Autumn King, who is pressuring him to marry the new witch, Queen Hypoxia. Hypoxia. Hypoxia, yeah. whom no one has ever seen. Like, no one knows what this new queen, witch queen looks like because the recent queen has passed away. So, like, oh, we're getting a new witch queen, but nobody knows what the fuck she looks like. She's locked in a tower or something. Ugh. It's weird. Yeah. What weird. were you saying? You're like, they have social media. No one right. has an image yeah. of this girl. Well, because, like, spoiler alert, because mm-hmm. uh, we, there's... Well, we haven't gotten to the Med Witch, but whatever. You meet her. You meet Hypaxia, and yeah. no one knows it's Hypaxia, and then her true identity is revealed later on. And I was like, are you... You're telling me that, like, Bryce's text messages were leaked, mm-hmm. and everybody knows what they say, but nobody knows what the daughter of the Witch Queen looks like. <laughs> it just nobody. cracks me up, because everyone has, like, a name, description, all these titles. Yeah. And then there's... And everyone pa- knows. Like, you say yeah. um, Umbra Mortis, and mm-hmm. everyone knows who you're talking about. Like, everyone knows Hunt the second he walks into a room. But the queen's daughter? <laughs> Nobody knows? knows? Looks like. And it's just so funny, because of all people, you think Rune would know who she is, yeah. because I'm sure they've gone to the same meetings or have been with their... Because there's mm-hmm. no way, like, if Rune gets, gets to go everywhere with the Autumn King, there's no way that the Witch Queen never brought Hypaxia with her. But, I mean, she does mention that she was trained by, like, ancient folk because she knows a lot of, like, older history. So, I don't know. Maybe she was just – maybe she went to Hogwarts, and that's why no she one knows British, who she is. Isn't right? she? <laughs> well, I, I pictured her British. They gave her like, more of, like, um, like a 
like a Middle Eastern accent, kind of oh. in the in the audiobook, like from India. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> so the Autumn King is like, you're gonna marry this lady, Hypaxia. Make babies, right? Yeah. You owe it to your <laughs> country. The king also tasks Ruin with finding the missing horn of Luna, mm-hmm. in the hopes that under his possession, the Fae will come back into power. While Rune mentally cusses out his dad for <laughs> only looking at women as like a breeding source, such as with his mother, he recalls his visit with the Oracle, and the Oracle foresaw that the royal line would end with Rune. Sarah, if you mean that he's going to die, I have words for you. Yeah. That's all I need to say. He's like all, all chuffed about this news. He's like, ha fuck you. The line's ending with me. But then he's right. like, but what does that mean exactly? Like, what Right. He's just like, I don't know if that means that I'm dying or yeah. I don't know if that means that like. But oh, I room. thought it was very, very cute that um, that's one of the reasons why he always tried to keep Bryce away from the throne mm-hmm. because he was always afraid of like if the line ends with yeah. him, then obviously something happens to her too because she's a female who can have babies. So if like the line doesn't continue with her and it ends with him, mm-hmm. it means something happens to Bryce. So he was like, I can't. Rune. Right? Okay. Uh, back at home, Bryce notices that Syrinx is whining and pawing at a window. When she looks out, she sees Hunt posed on the opposite roof watching her. And Edward Cullen with wings, everybody. Ew. Ew. <laughs> she shuts the curtains only to get a text from an unknown number telling her to open the curtains back up because he wants to watch the show. So she's watching like this trash reality show. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, I didn't take that, that for that you. I love that they have <laughs> trash TV in the Faye world. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Ah. So the two of them bicker over text for a bit. Bryce dubs Hunt the king of alpha holes. The next morning, Hunt is so pissed off <laughs> that he tails Bryce on her morning errands. One being to a nail salon to which this upsets him even further because he's like, oh, my God, she's wasting her time. Where's right. my list? She's so full of herself I getting her nails done. This part it's so like, I hate this girl. <laughs> So everything that she does just, like, pisses him off. Yeah. Well, because first she gets, like, dressed for a run. He's just like, what the fuck is she doing? And then Mm -hmm. she runs to the part of town that has the nail salon. And then she goes in and she's just chatting away. And he's like, you would not think that this girl has just been assigned to find the killer of her best friend. Mm -hmm. He's like, what a fucking bitch. like, we have a job to do. Right. Okay. (laughs) So shortly after this, Bryce is back at work being pestered by a fire sprite of the gallery, Leheba. Lahaba. To which, or Lahaba, sorry, Lahaba. I don't know. That's what that. That's how the audiobook says it. So I don't know. I don't know if it's correct or not. To, well, I'm pretty sure the audiobook gets their pronunciations right. I just read things weird. I think I don't Lahaba. Know. Did I say that right? Lahaba. 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 Okay. <laughs> so we are introduced to the fire sprite Lahaba, to which Hunt, or she wants Hunt to be like let inside. She's like let him in. He's Athy. beautiful. I want to meet him. Yeah, she nicknames him Athy. Athy. Can we just let Athy in be, please? It's adorable. <laughs> I imagined so her cute. like a mini uh, flame princess. Yeah. But, you know, pretty much. Not animated. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Okay. She's adorable. I love her. <sighs> so we are put into Rune's perspective. He is in his bedroom getting high. Uh, 
<laughs> when he gets a surprise visit from his sister. I love this part so much. He's like, that voice. I know that voice. Then he looks, he's like, what the fuck is she doing And she's here? just standing there. She's like, yes, I am actually here. And she's like trying to have a conversation with him. And she's like, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to get you some water. Yeah. I need you to be and awake I love for how this. And he like tries to follow her through the house. Like, I just imagine this like blubbering idiot. Like, whoa, wait what a minute. Like, I am the chosen one. High. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, um, Rune basically lives in a frat house full of the top high fey warriors. On her way to get Rune some water, Bryce bumps into Tristan Flynn, son of Lord Hawthorne, who has a rare earth-wielding magic, and Declan Emmett, who is a lucrative hacker. Every friend group needs one. Everyone needs a hacker. So yeah, do you want to cast them? Because I know you did. Yes, I casted them because I I fell in love with these guys so quickly. <laughs> of course you did. I love them so much. Um. So yes. So for Tristan, I picked Kit Young. Mm. Once again from Shadow and Bone, he plays Jesper. Yes. Because there's oh so fucking like these boys. I mean, honestly, he could play either one because I, I kind of like, honestly, not going to lie, going through it, they kind of kept getting mixed up for me between uh-huh. like okay. which one was which. Mm. But I would love if Kit Young played either of them. Because there is no physical description for him whatsoever for Tristan, mm-hmm. uh, or at least not that I found online when I was not about to reread the book. So, <laughs> And then for Declan, he is kind of, I think we get like a brief description. He has like coppery red hair. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, sure. He's white, whatever. I chose Dallas Hart, who is also from a uh, Greenhouse Academy. I gotta watch this show. He is beautiful i love them but so he's the leader of like the artistic ones Mm -hmm. but i think they could both easily play but yeah uh when reading it i was able to cast them almost immediately so i told bridget i was like you don't have to cast them if you don't want to but (laughs) i have people isn't that great when that happens yes so yeah because i absolutely love them so much throughout the entire thing Mm -hmm. they're so cute of course you do (laughs) Lindsay loves a fantasy bro. <laughs> Honestly. Pretty much. Fantasy Real himbos. life bros. Oh, himbo. Yes, 100%. <laughs> fantasy himbo. Okay. Sign me up. Uh, Bryce gets Rune alone to ask him if he has heard of any news regarding the, Vi- or the Viper Queen. Hunt tells her that he doesn't know about where the Viper Queen is exactly, but that... Ooh, You're oh. trying to get to the... Uh, she asked Rune if mm-hmm. the... The auxiliary ever looked up like what her whereabouts were that night. Oh yeah, because okay. she puts the the Viper Queen on the suspect list. Yeah, because so, it happened at the meat market, which the, yeah. She, oh yeah, for the for the vampire she runs, son. Yeah, yeah, it happened like he was obviously like on his way either going to or mm-hmm. from the meat market. So the Viper Queen is on her list. So she goes to Rune asking like if the Ox ever looked into what her whereabouts or like what her alibi was mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. And that's why she's like, I need you sober for this. Because Rune's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> pull yourself together. Give me information. <laughs> like, get some a bottle of uh, water. So she's asking him all this info about the Viper Queen. He's like, y'all, I don't know much, but I just know she pulled her people from the streets. That night. Yeah. Two years ago. No, <laughs> no. The night that the vampire son yeah, died. The Sorry. night that he was killed. Yes. Um, after this, Hunt tells or he finds out that she's looking into the Viper Queen and he tells her to like back off. Because looking into her is dangerous because she's scary as hell. Because she's the Viper Queen? Yeah. Mm. She has a name. The Viper Queen. What's her name? I don't know. The Viper Queen. Uh, Bryce reassures him that the governor... Oh, oh, I mixed up Hunt and Rune. Rune's name. I'm sorry. No so, Rune tells her to back off. Bryce reassures him that the governor himself has tasked her with this assignment. 
I love how Rune tries to be like, the fuck he did not. And he's immediately pissed off. Yeah. He's like, excuse me. Excuse. And she's like, not like you can say anything against the governor. So mm-hmm. whoopsies. <laughs> uh, Bryce leaves the Faye frat house <laughs> and goes back to Hunt's side. Which is hilarious. Because she's like, don't worry. I have a bodyguard. And yeah. Rune automatically is like, he sees who? Yeah. And so they follow him outside. And it's Rune, Declan, and yeah. Tristan. And they all go outside. Oh, yeah. They all see. And they're just like, the Umbra like, what Mortis. The fuck? Rune remembers how they got into a fight a year ago. <laughs> so they, they hate each other. I love it. Uh, and Hunt pretty much like handed yeah. his ass to him. Pretty much. <laughs> So while walking, Bryce gives Hunt the list of suspects that he had asked for. He's like, when the fuck did you have time to come up with this? Bryce is like, I made it last night. Right. Also, I researched the vampire. And by research, she cyberstalked him. She was able to find him on she a went dating to his, site. I was just going to say, yeah, she a dating, dating profile, right? And she tracked down his girlfriend, the girlfriend who works at the salon, mm-hmm. which she visited mm-hmm. that morning. I loved uh, this part. I love that she revealed that she, she's she been doing yeah. work all day. She's mm-hmm. been working on it all day. And Hunt just sat there thinking she was a fucking bitch. So <laughs> you sat there doing nothing. She right. was doing something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, so while she was getting her nails done, she learned that Danica and the vampire didn't know each other at all. So there isn't a connection between the two of them. The girlfriend also mentions that she does nails for the Viper Queen. Bryce remembers that like this is what made her think of the Viper Queen. Mm-hmm. And go question her brother about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, this is a connection because he was found at the meat market. The girlfriend Mm -hmm. knows the Viper Queen. Connecting the dots. I'm connecting them. Right. So Bryce says she wants to meet with the Viper Queen and Hunt tells her it's dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. Alpha hole. Next to impossible (laughs) to get a meeting with her. Bryce ignores Hunt. Gets on a scooter and takes herself to the meat market. Bryce ignores a lot of people. Yeah. By the way, I absolutely loved how she tried to be all sneaky about it, too. She tries to go out the back door where her scooter is. She tries to, like, go down an alleyway before yeah. she goes. And Hunt's like, bitch, really? Ma'am, he can fly. Right? <laughs> he's, he's like, he can Please. hear everything, too. Right? He's like, I knew yeah. exactly what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. So, of course, being Love her it. babysitter, Hunt follows her on his wings. They arrive to the meat market and under the priest pretense of buying salts for a demon summoning obsidian salt obsidian salt uh bryce attracts the attention of the viper queen she's like which once again hunt's like you meant to do that because of course she doesn't tell hunt anything so even when they go to try to buy the obsidian salt hunt's like what the fuck are you doing but then he ends up playing along with her anyways and he's just like fine and then like the viper queen just shows up because she got word at the fact that someone's trying to buy obsidian yeah. salt and he's like you weird genius you <laughs> i still don't trust you but you're a genius yeah. so he's like kind of in shock he's like wow she surprised me twice yeah. in one day she's already kind of changing slightly changing the opinion that he had on her before. yeah so the viper queen she is a snake shifter she has pale white skin and green slinted slinted slitted pupil eyes you want to cast her because i know you cast her yes i did mm-hmm. uh ava green because i mean Ooh, who else yeah who excellent she has a great voice easy. right so she that's the that thing great. well okay because i thought it was really funny because i looked in the book it's not written this way but the audiobook literally was like hello bryce oh like it totally <laughs> did like the whole like viper like snaky mm-hmm. thing with her voice so i was just like okay interesting voice ah Ava Green. And Ava Green's yeah. already got like the I can play like the seductive mm-hmm. bitch woman very easily. And yeah. It was very easy for me. I support this casting. All right. She is amazing. Uh, okay, so the two of them begin to question the Viper Queen. 
and her relation to Danica and the vampire that was murdered. The queen admits that Danica was a threat to her business, but they had a working relationship. She also tells them that the vampire was a stupid little bitch. <clears throat> and But she wouldn't have killed him because his father is very powerful. So yeah, she's he's, like, he's kind of yeah. like Rune. He's like the son of like yeah. the head of one of the branches of whatever the fuck you want to mm-hmm. call this place. He's like the head vampire. So killing him would put you on a shit list. <laughs> She's like, he's an asshole, but I did not kill him. Right. Uh, when asked why she pulled her people from the streets, she says that the snake, that snake shifters are able to taste when shit is about to go down. Like they can taste it in, in the, the air. air. She's like, that taste is all over the city. So I pulled my people off. Before they leave, the Viper Queen gives a hint to Bryce regarding the case. She tells her to look where it hurts the most. And that's always where the answers are. And Bryce, like, repeats that phrase to herself five times for the, over the next course of the chapter. I was going to say, oh, and then it's repeated through the whole fucking book. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. Right. Painful. She's going to suffer. <laughs> Not be happy about it. No. Uh, the next day, Bryce tries to take the Viper Queen's advice and compile a list of activities that Danica did on her final days. But she cannot bring herself to do it. She keeps feeling like nauseous as she tries. Bryce decides to like go through her emails that she had with the vampire. And Lahava once again busts in and or she flutters in and she begs for Hunt to come into the library to give her assistance. She's like, just let Athy in. It's so cute. Uh, Hunt Athlar's number one fangirl. Honestly. Bless her. Bryce finally decides to let Hunt inside and she brings him downstairs to the library. Much to Lahaba's delight. Yes. Lahaba. I'm going to say her name back and forth. It's fine. Ah, so we Hunt, learns, <laughs> Hunt learns that uh, Bryce, like he sees Searings and he's like, what the fuck? Like, why do you have a chimera? Like, oh, yeah. you bought it because you're so rich, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then he learns, oh, no, she saved him from Jessica. Yeah, because Lahaba says, yeah, Jessica wanted to throw him out, but she yeah. like made a bargain with Jessica. Oh, she was going to sell him to a warlord was gonna turn him into a fighting beast so yeah. it was like Ooh. right yeah and She's, bryce was like absolutely not so she buys him off but more so than the money that she has so she basically owes a debt to jessica yeah. and every it like takes off it's like yeah. taxes Pretty much. she just takes some off of her paycheck so once again he is surprised <laughs> he's like oh the assumption i had of you right. was incorrect all right you know what they say about assume. You make an ass out of you and yeah. me. Oh, he also learns that the mega fancy apartment that she owns is... Was like, Danica's. It was Danica's, and Bryce yeah. had nothing to do with the purchase, but she couldn't bring herself to sell it because of the protection wards, and yeah. Yeah. It makes I sense. Wouldn't it I wouldn't, like, where else are you going to go? Because she mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's in a really nice area, and it's like super high-tech, like locked and stuff, and she's like, and she doesn't have to pay for it. So Bryce sits Hunt down and asks him to question her about the last days of Danica, as it is hard for her to think up things of her own right? without feeling like she's going to throw up. Hunt proceeds to ask her general questions about herself instead, such as what she went to school for, how she got her job, and if she's killed anybody. So you know, normal normal questions i mean when your uh, nickname is like shadow of death yeah probably like, oh, normal you ever question. <laughs> after these icebreakers uh hunt helps her recall the last few days that she had with danica bryson gets a text from rune telling her and hunt to meet him at luna's temple bryson hunt brooding in a corner yeah <laughs> i loved it 
So Bryson Hunt meet up with Rune, where he unloads a bunch of exposition about the horn. It's like all he's doing is just retime, literally giving them like a history of Mm -hmm. the horn. So history. Here we go. The horn can only be used by starborn Fae, so Rune, as it was wielded by the first starborn prince. It was used after the Fae crossed over into Midgard during the First War. Prince Peleus, who was the... Peleus? Peleus. Peleus? Yeah. Peleus. Peleus. He was the, the starborn prince, and he used the horn to fight off the hordes of demons and seal them and the demon prince, a.k.a. Star Eater. All these names and titles. So many AKs. But what's his actual name? Whatever. We don't know. Lots of nicknames. So he uses the horn to seal all of them in the pit of hell. Hell with one L. The demon prince uses... I thought that was so weird. I know. I thought that was so weird that she chose to spell hell with only one L. Ah. I was like, alrighty. Oh, and the the demon prince also used Peleus' starborn blood to create a demon, like a new brand of demon called the Crystalos. And Bryce recognizes this demon he shows her an image he's like look at this i have technology phone picture rather than carrying around this like giant ass book i imagine like right honestly (laughs) most fantasy stuff so she sees the image of the demon she's like holy shit that's the exact demon that killed danica the one that i chased down in the alley rune has put it together that the crystalos is called to the horn because of its blood so the horn itself is connected to the murder somehow like calls to like just like Akatar. They even said that in the mm-hmm. book. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, they even say that in Akatar. In this one. Mm-hmm. Like, calls to like. I was like, oh, God. It yeah. just always triggers me from Shadow and Bone, though, because they say that like 20 times. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not long after this, another mauled body is found. It is a body of an acolyte of Luna's temple. Bryce tries to lie to Hunt, saying that she is too busy to go survey the body with him. But Hunt ignores her. He's like, Come on, we're going. Pulls her off to the crime scene with him. Bryce sees the mauled body. Rightly so. Her PTSD is right. triggered. Rune shows up. Immediately recognizes that she is like, yeah. why the fuck are you here? Right. Recognizes her trauma. Pulls Bryce away. Tells Hunt that he's an asshole. Rightfully so. Ugh. They step off to the side. Also, I love how this, this is the moment that clears her I know, from yeah. Hunt's like suspecting <laughs> because list. of her reaction to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but not the reaction okay. she had to the recording of everyone dying. Not the fact that she and yeah. she could have just killed the angel in the alleyway. Like if she's really the one behind this, why did she save the angel in the alleyway? How come she didn't just full on kill him? Yeah. But no, he's not a Ravenclaw rune. <laughs> no, or no, not he's Hunt. I'm sorry. Not. I just mix their names up. I don't mix the characters up. I just mix their names up. It's just no two guys only. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> so Rune pulls Bryce away and then he goes off on Hunt saying that, right, like, what the fuck are you bringing her yeah. here for? You goddamn asshole. He also says that it isn't a coincidence that the acolyte was murdered right after they visited the temple mm-hmm. because it's an acolyte from the temple that they were just at for Luna. Yeah, where the horn was taken. Yes. <sighs> Bryce walks away from the scene. Hunt closes in on her heels and he asks her how she survived the crystalos when it shredded Micah's chest open. This is when Bryce is like, what the fuck? The angel that I saved was Micah. Yeah. Like, are you like name drops? And she's like, I'm sorry, back up. Yeah. He's like, Ooh, (sighs) um, I mean, (laughs) fucking idiot, dude. (laughs) Hunt goes on to tell her 
He's like, oh, also, I suspected you of committing the murder for a short while. But after witnessing your reaction to seeing the slain body, it couldn't have been you. Like, Oh, it's definitely not you. It's like, we're we're on good terms. It's fine now. Bryce is like, the fuck? She's pissed off. Rightfully so. Storms off to the White Raven because she has no other hangout spot. Uh, Bryce goes through... While she's at the White Raven, she goes through her photos on her phone of her and Danica and remembers the night that the two of them had almost died. The two of them were injured and held at gunpoint. Danica telling Bryce that she loved her just before Bryce tells her to close her eyes and then something, something happened. Yeah. On the back, the back, back. Flashback? Flashback. Back flash. I was going to say back flash. I was like, that ain't it. The flashback stops. Mm -hmm. And it like continues on. I thought that was cool. I was like, "What? Right? Tell me what happened." I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, how, like they get like snippets of it as the story goes along until the very end, where everything's revealed. And I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hunt arrives shortly after, as he usually does. He follows Bryce into the club. Bryce's friend Juniper slides into the booth and introduces herself to Hunt. Hunt makes a half-ass attempt to apologize to Bryce only to criticize her for not eating and drowning her anger in alcohol. Yeah. He's like, what is this, vodka? Yeah. And takes the cup her, and he's like, this is water. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? He tells her to stop being a cliche. Uh, Look who's talking. And then he feels even more like an idiot when he realizes that the clear liquid is not vodka, but water. As he fucking should. He's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I haven't had alcohol since Danico was murdered. Like, yeah. I just, Yeah. Which like, makes oh, sense. I feel like an asshole. Like, Hunt, you've been an asshole this <laughs> whole time. Hunt, my dear, you've been an asshole <laughs> since the beginning of this story. So Bryce and Juniper oh go off God. to go to the bathroom and then Rune appears. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I love Rune. I love how he has, like, I don't like he made a, a deal. Sense, I feel like. No, because he's made a deal with a guy who owns it. And whenever oh, Bryce yeah. is there and it seems like she's in trouble or it seems like she's having a bad time, that person will automatically just like text Rune and be mm. like, hey, yo, your cousin's here and uh, she's yeah. in a bit of a pickle. And Rune's like, Psh, on my way. He like throws <laughs> up the bat signal and Rune's just like, I'm there. <laughs> so Rune appears next to Hunt. Hunt's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you going? Get out of here. Uh, oh, man. Hunt learns that. Bryce uh, used to love to dance, but she stopped doing that after mm. Danica died. Hunt realizes that he has severely misjudged Bryce and that she isn't just a party girl. Dumbass. And he wonders why Bryce lets the world believe the worst of her. Da-da-da. The White Raven suddenly explodes. <laughs> yeah. Anticlimactic, I guess. <laughs> Kaboom. Da-da-da. Um, Bryce shields Juniper with her own body, only to find out that Juniper had already made the drop. So Bryce took the impact. She knows. She knows Mm -hmm. that she made the drop. She knows that Juniper. She is just instinct. Did she know? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just thought, like, Juniper's reaction, because she just, like, slaps her. She's like, I made the drop two years ago. Like, what the fuck? And then I think she's just just more mad, because she's like, you, like, you should know that I'd be fine. So she made the drop. She's fine. Bryce took the impact of the explosion with her human, half-human body. Yeah. She uh. slaps her about it. I yeah, like, I was like, what the fuck? Do you do not? Okay. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> this is why Juniper, this is one of the many reasons why <laughs> Juniper didn't even make it on our casting list. Uh. <laughs> so Hunt carries Bryce to the Faye frat house. I'm pretty sure it was the Faye frat house because Rune is just like, 
take her to this address. It's not that far. Yeah. No, no, no. It is because oh, um, there's like a ping pong table or something. Yeah. Well, because also I think Declan and Emmett are that's the oh, same yeah, person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Declan and Tristan are Declan there. And <laughs> Listen, she the last name is very Flynn. They well, call him Flynn. Exactly. But, that's okay. the thing. It's Tristan Flynn and Declan Emmett, but they get called Those are by all four, all four of their names. names. Like <laughs> they get called Tristan or Emmett or mm-hmm. it's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So Hunt takes her inside the house. She is once again in shock. Happens a lot to her. And Hunt cleans up her injuries. He sees Oh, he sees the scar running the length of her leg. And then he is shocked by this. He's like, oh, I thought you already removed that. She's like, no, I didn't. And it hurts all the time. Right. Rune shows up shortly after this and tells Hunt and Bryce about what he has learned. After reviewing the footage of the White Raven, he was able to see a bomb. And the bomb had like a vague, it had like a C shape. He's like, oh, it's the horn. Right. And he suspects that the bomb was targeted at them specifically for delving into the case. And yeah. Hunt also believes that maybe the human followers of Briggs are behind everything and are getting directions from him in prison. Yeah. Because Rune thinks they must be on the right track of people who are trying to not yeah. only kill an acolyte of the church, but then also bomb the White Raven. <laughs> and like everywhere that you guys show up, someone something dies. Something bad happens. Something, a bomb goes off, you right. know. So obviously you're getting kind of close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, after the bombing of the White Raven, Hunt decides to move into the guest room of Bryce's apartment and they were roommates trope happens at last. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting and for they this. Were roommates. And I've never like I've always been waiting for this trope to happen in the book and when it happened in this I was like, oh okay. Right. Alrighty. Ah. Well it's funny because I was waiting. I was waiting for the moment where he moves in and somehow and it's like because you know yeah. things ensue. I assumed scenes from what I'd seen on TikTok. I was like things Close. ensue. Close so waiting for it. Yes. His first morning in the apartment Hunt snoops throughout Bryce's photos that she has in the guest room, mostly photos of her human family and only one picture of her and Danica. He makes his way into Bryce's bedroom to first to check if she's even there. And then like she is there, she's sleeping and he just kind of stands there and watches her sleep. Like he has reached his full final Edward Cullen form. Disgusting. Uh, He leaves her room only to see Juniper in the kitchen with breakfast chocolate croissants (laughs) she walks in she's like oh and he's shirtless also (laughs) because well because he just woke up and then he's walking from bryce's room shirtless and juniper's like oh oh my yeah and he he tries and fails to make up an excuse for his creepy watching bryce sleep behavior he's like uh (laughs) this isn't what you think it is it's not i didn't we weren't what hunt like he is incredibly awkward this guy which i find adorable Okay. Fucking idiot. The next day, Hunt walks alongside Bryce as she makes her way into work. He asks her what the deal is between her and Rune. She tells him how they used to be close when she first came to the city, but had a big falling out and haven't been the same since. The argument had started off about the Autumn Queen or Autumn Queen, Autumn King, and mm-hmm. how Rune is basically his lackey. And then it ended up with him saying that she is just a shameless hussy <laughs> and she needs to stop throwing herself at his friends. And I think like the tip of the iceberg was he just called her like a half fade trash. Yeah. Or something like that. Half breed slut like half, or something. Yeah. Like, not a nice no. thing to call your yeah. sister. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> oh, and then after this, Rune is allowed to join Bryce, Leheba, and Hunt down in the library beneath the gallery. I love this scene. It's so cute. <laughs> While they try to research the crystallos demon, 
Rune is warned not to touch the books as they might bite him. <laughs> he settles on reading a romance book it's, about... <laughs> I love it. A romance book about Faye. Like, yeah. I see you breaking the fourth wall here, SJM. Right, <laughs> right, um, right. He Lips. gets... <laughs> he then gets a message from Declan. Uh, da, da, da. He has compiled a list full of coordinates regarding Danica's daily routine. They learned that Danica had been stationed at the Luna Temple the night that the horn was stolen. And Hunt muses that maybe she saw who stole the horn and then was murdered to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Rune puts down the romance book and does more research on the horn. It's like, you come down there to do research. And he's like, oh, right. I'm going to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he gets knowledge. There's like stuff in there, isn't there? There's like info in there that he kind of gets <laughs> or like stuff. Uh, <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Uh, he tells Hunt and Bryce There's that the pl- horn okay. <laughs> for research. <laughs> he so reads he, it for the plot. He tells Hunt and Bryce that the horn can only be healed by light that is not light and magic that is not magic. Yeah, he finds that in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like the info that he finds in the book. So he that it can be healed. Yeah, by fancy words. <laughs> it's like this is very vague, but Starborn <laughs> right. can create light. He can create like embers of light, like a little bit of light, yeah. but not as much as he should well, not so as much kinda, as like the older star fae yeah. could star born fae he can't summon light like how you would expect a chosen one to right. summon light someone like, it's more like a party trick yeah <laughs> look at you connecting the dots room good boy <laughs> <laughs> hunt suggests that they should go to the oracle for guidance rune and bryce refuse I they're like absolutely not this. both of them are like oh, you're on your you own you can go <laughs> And they convince Hunt to go visit the Oracle on his own because he's never actually seen her. He's like, I what's the big like a deal? Female, he's like, well, oh, yeah, because she's a, she's a sphinx. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. After Hunt and Rune leave Lehaba. Yeah, but I love how uh, he's very much like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just an Oracle. Mm-hmm. And the two of them are just like PTSD. Like, oh, the two of them are just like traumatized. Like, uh, no. They're like, no, no. <laughs> Terrifying. So after Hunt and Rune leave, Lehepa tells Bryce that it is nice to have company down in the library again. I love it so much. <laughs> My heart. Uh, Hunt goes back to the 33rd Barracks to uh, gather some of his belongings. Barracks. 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 Barack Obama. <laughs> barracks. They're barracks. To gather some of his belongings. And he brings Bryce with him after getting approval from Isaiah. While in the elevator, Bryce steals Hunt's phone and goes through his photos only to see that he has 36 photos and they're mostly of crime scenes and dismembered bodies. Which this part made me Uh, laugh so hard because I oddly related to it because I work at a doggy daycare and there's so many times where I have like, I have pictures of like ears that have been bitten so they're all bloody or like toenails that have been ripped off so they're all bloody. Then I also have various pictures of like dog vomit because it looks a little funny or there's something in it or dog poop with blood in it and but it's just funny because it's like i could imagine someone going through my photos or like people go through my photos all the time and they're like looking through and they're like what the fuck is that and i'm like oh let me explain so it's like hunt i understand you (laughs) it was funny uh bryce proceeds to make fun of him for this and she takes a selfie of herself for the sake of him having a normal photo on his phone and Hunt's probably like, oh my god, amazing. Yes, thank right. you. <laughs> Dying this, on the inside. Thus the beginning <laughs> of the phone photos. Ah. Which I thought was such a cute like little thing that travels throughout the entire story. Yeah. Oh, it is now Bryce's turn for 20 questions. She learns that Hunt was in a relationship once, but it didn't end well. 
that he is 28 when he or he was 28 when he made the drop just after the death of his mother and that the reason he isn't the commander of the 33rd is because he pisses off Everybody? too many people and doesn't give a shit why. about it <laughs> i wonder why mm -hmm. as the two of them are leaving the barracks <laughs> they see a gathering happening in the lobby the archangel sandriel has arrived and she is standing on the other end with micah at her side much to bryce's shock hunt is frozen in place and trembling she's like i've never seen him react to this what the fuck is going on bryce loops her arm with hunt and she makes to leave only to be stopped by micah and then like a very awkward like greeting ensues and He's like, I want to take you to dinner. He's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Right. Uh, but she's like trying to, because everyone's like, why the fuck is she here? Like, but they got approval for it. So she's like, oh my God, thank you so much for bringing me to see them. Yeah. It's like she tries to like put on this like photos. act. Yeah. Like, oh, like showing me around. Mm -hmm. Like, da 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 da. Like, she plays into the yeah. whole like vain party girl act As to try does. to like, because she notices that Hunt kind of shuts down. Mm hmm. Yeah, so Micah asks Bryce out to dinner, and she's just like, I'm not interested. <laughs> Goodbye. Which I loved so much. <laughs> Hunt and Bryce make their way to the roof, and Hunt has to fly off of it with her and his her in his arms just to avoid going through the lobby again. Right. Poor babies. Next, Hunt visits the Oracle and <laughs> refuses to know anything about his future in particular, and instead asks why someone is searching for the horn. The Oracle says that Whoever's looking for the horn wishes to use it to reopen the doorway between worlds mm -hmm. or the gates. The Oracle asks him if he knows what occurred when she looked into Bryce's future, to which he says it's her business, not his. The Oracle then warns him to stay away from Bryce. He's like, what the fuck? Right. He's <laughs> so, like, why? Uh, Hunt leaves. He meets up with Ruin and Bryce. And no, maybe you should have asked her because maybe she could have informed you not to make some stupid decision <laughs> that you make later on. You know, maybe. Maybe she could have given you some hindsight on what not to do. He wouldn't have listened anyways. <laughs> okay, so Hunt meets up with Ruin and Bryce and tells him or tells them what he learned. He suggests that maybe the new witch queen could be testing her power and is trying to find the horn. Rune says that he will look up a few medwitches to see what he can learn about the new queen. Mm -hmm. Back at the apartment, Bryce asks Hunt why he won't stop staring at her. When Hunt tells her of what the Oracle said about their meeting, Bryce starts telling him, like, okay, listen here. <laughs> when listen I, the Oracle, looked into her future and was blinded for a week, <laughs> and that ever since then, she's pretty sure that the Oracle has, like, held a grunch against her. <laughs> Uh, Bryce tells him that when she was 13 years old, she was summoned to meet her birth father for the first time, and she was also being hosted by the Autumn King at the exact same time. After the debacle with the Oracle, her father called her a worthless disgrace and kicked her out. Because the Oracle also, like, screamed. Yeah. She was, like, blinded, and she just screamed, and she was mm -hmm. like, ah! <laughs> so everyone, once again, all of Bryce's, like... Dirty laundry is just everywhere for everyone yeah, to see. Yeah, just like aired for everyone. Uh, everyone knows. This poor girl. Bryce and Hunt make the decision to go visit Briggs in prison together. Upon meeting him, Bryce realizes that he isn't some overlording human villain, but he's actually just a human man. Mm. He's not really that terrifying. Briggs tells them that he had nothing to do with the murders, and even though Danica captured him, he respected and even liked her. He tells them that Danica actually 
went easy on him when he captured her and she let some of his followers get away on purpose that night and he believed her to be sympathetic to their cause <laughs> thus the beginning of the <laughs> is danica good or bad ba, ba, ba. so hunt asks him why he never mentioned this during his trial briggs goes off to say the trial was bullshit and yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like there's no no one's gonna believe me it's like, that wasn't a trial you guys already said i was guilty yeah. the governor micah also assigned him a like a shit lawyer so yeah. everything was pinned on him without much debate yeah i was like oh i feel kind of sorry for this guy right you do a little bit because he's just like what was the point of me saying anything yeah. <sighs> upon leaving briggs asks hunt what part of the angel rebellion did he serve in uh, hunt realizes that his goals weren't so different from briggs at the time of his own rebellion he's just like oh shit we are kind of mm-hmm. kind of similar uh, Back part at home. of an oppressed people and they wanted to not be oppressed anymore yeah. back at home bryce and hunt cross briggs and his followers off of their list of suspects bryce notices that hunt is dressed super casual for once and he's even wearing a sunball cap backwards and she's just like i don't know what to do with this information <laughs> oh my <laughs> god like, what, are you, what are you trying to do looking like everybody else <laughs> what is this um uh. She asks him why he's been extra broody since they left Briggs, and he tells her that the meeting brought up some bad shit regarding his rebellious rebellion phase. Bryce reassures him <laughs> that he is nothing like Briggs because he never killed innocents for the sake of his cause and that he is not a bad person. They go over their list of suspects, and Bryce is mega distracted by their close proximity and the fact that she is starting to hate Hunt a heck of a lot less. Mm-hmm. Hunt realizes that the temple... <coughs> oh, my God. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my voice is, like, escaping me. <clears throat> Fuck, that was weird. Uh, oh, Hunt realizes he has an epiphany that the temple has exterior cameras and suggests that Declan should analyze the footage. Hunt sets up a very quick meeting with Rune, Flynn, and Declan, of course, bringing Bryce along. They all meet at a shooting range, it's like, we can't, <laughs> it has to be casual. We can't draw. It has to be on, like, guns. Right. <laughs> so they go to a shooting range where Hunt and Bryce tell the trio about the footage. Bryce, oh, Bryce is challenged to shoot a target. And Hunt is, like, absolutely shocked when Bryce is able to make three perfect shots. Like, one of I the love, guys is like, oh, my yeah, God, she only made one. Once. And they're like, no no, that is not a perfect circle she hit the same spot three Three times times. bryce is fucking merida with a gun honestly (laughs) which i love so hunt is shocked by this and he notes that she looks kind of embarrassed after showing this off to him he's like oh i bet the guys that she's shown this to before have like run away from her after learning that she's like awesome god forbid a girl be like stronger than you so their alpha hole egos were bruised and hunt then picks up it's like very dramatic he picks up a gun without breaking eye contact and then shoots a gun like at the same target and they have like a little bonding moment over guns like i see you and i understand oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) i love the scene though i was like i know i just thought it was was hilarious how like he gets so turned on by the way she like holds the gun yeah 
Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, like and then she, she said, like, she "Oh, I can say, handle a big gun." He's like, "Oh my god!" Like, right? what is this? <laughs> the way she said that just it made me laugh yeah. so hard. I was like, "Really?" Like, I just imagined her being like, "Like, you know, like when like a weird sexy moment happens in a movie, and that song always plays." It's like, "Ooh, yeah!" <laughs> like, I just imagine like when she's picking it up, it like goes oh into god. his perspective, and that's all he sees is like her hand like slowly stroking the gun and like oh picking god. it up. And I'm like, "Oh, listen, god. we all know Hunt Athelar has." <laughs> a gun kink we all know because after this scene he every time he sees bryce he's just like i want to rip her clothes off that's, that's true literally i'm like oh, every no. interaction after this is them trying not to have sex with each other i'm like my god my god hilarious oh they are interrupted by a phone call from isaiah saying that there has been another murder hunt tells bryce that she can sit this one out but she insists on going but she just needs like a moment to gather herself because she doesn't want Rune and his friends to see her this way. Yeah. Hunt instructs her like how to steady her breaths. And then the two. Because well, she also has like a mini scene. panic attack, right? Yeah. She's like, well, we were here being ridiculous. Yeah. And while someone was like dying out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't. <laughs> can't live <laughs> how like are that, we sweetheart. supposed to know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You Sadly, to like find that. a murderer, you sometimes you have to wait for them to murder more people. Right. Sadly, well, it's also like, you can't sit there and like predict when they are and aren't gonna like yeah. strike. So you can't just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit here and do absolutely nothing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they fly off to the crime scene, and in another alleyway, the body of a security guard of Luna's temple lies slain. Upon observing where the body was found, Bryce pulls out a map of the city and marks where all of the murders have occurred. She realizes that each murder has occurred on a ley line, and that they act as like a highway of power for the gates that are like throughout the city. She's like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. They all connect. Mm-hmm. Bryce and hunt leave the scene. Hunt asks Bryce if her and Flynn ever dated since they have such like a sense of ease with one another. Mm-hmm. She admits that she had a huge crush on him when she first <laughs> came to the city, but she doesn't anymore. Bryce asks him if hunt still loves Shahar to which he says until the day he dies. Just then <laughs> Sabine <laughs> Sabine just like rushes into the scene and she's just like yelling about the sword again. <laughs> uh, she calls Bryce a stupid slut as the two of them, her and Hunt, get or er, Hunt and Bryce get airborne. So back at the apartment, Bryce gets a notification from Declan saying that he has recovered the camera footage from that night, and the original was actually swapped out. Bryce puts him on speakerphone, goes up to Hunt in his room, and he is shirtless. She's like, "Oh my god, short circuits a little bit." I mean, I'm sure we all would. Uh, yes. <laughs> so Declan tells them to take a seat. And he goes in to tell them that he already knows who swapped the footage because he looked up who was responsible for heading that branch of the investigation of that video footage. And that the only person who had that clearance to make a swap like that was actually Sabine. <laughs> so, yeah. Now they believe that Danica's mom... Yeah. Killed her or had behind a hand in it. <sighs> Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where we're going to end for part one. It's a lot. Um, right? Because there's still a whole lot of story to go. So, yeah. Hmm? I guess, well, I guess we can't really do end of book questions because we're not at the end of book yet, huh? So. No. I guess it's just a till next time. What guys. was your favorite scene? Right? In this like part? so far? Or, I don't know. I just love them being casual with each other in the apartment. Right. Yeah. I think. <laughs> One of my favorite things, or I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Like, 
I think Sarah is amazing at writing mm-hmm. um, boy groups, like boy. I was going to say boyfriends, but that's not. I mean, yes. Rose. Romances. Yes. Bromances. (laughs) Yes. She's really good at writing bromances. Like, the bad boys, amazing. Like, Rune and his two friends, Mm -hmm. amazing. She cannot write female friendships whatsoever. No. They always have to be, well, sometimes, but there's always, like, some type of conflict. Yeah, there's always, like, some type of conflict. Like, there always is. They're never, I feel like her female relationships are never as easy as the boys. Yeah. They always start with some sense of, like, animosity, like Nesta and Feyre or right you know yeah because even with them being sisters there's still like this weird like rift between them mm-hmm. even Feyre and elaine a little bit um and then even Feyre and more there's like yeah, this there's, thing and well, like yeah, no one's weird. really best friends with amarin let's be honest and it's <laughs> like, best friend with herself the same thing like mm. danica and bryce are the only two that are like she's like feels super easy like there's never been like a thing between them yeah but danica's dead so it's kind of like yeah you copped out on that one but even like she she butts heads with Fury, mm-hmm. like Fury and her have a moment later on and like June and her have many moments later on that they're always I just like June. nipping at each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is that? Like, Why can you write like male relationships, super easygoing, mm-hmm. super chill, adorable. We fall in love with all of them. But it's like, but your female relationships are never as smooth. In this essay, I will uh, <laughs> analyze Sarah J. Mass and her female friendships. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. just like a thing that I, that, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was funny to me how I oh so quickly was like, oh, I'm going to cast Declan and then Declan and Tristan. And I love them so much. And I was like, when it got to Juniper, I was like, I don't want to cast this girl. I don't want to cast her That's at all. Okay. It was interesting. But yeah. Did you want to sort them? or just save everyone for the second part? No, we part. can do it all because that's really... Yeah. That usually goes pretty fast. We can't... We can just there's that. All, also, also bits of people's personality that we can't reveal yet. So exactly. Or like that we haven't gotten like to yet. That. So I feel like it's got to... That's usually... And that usually goes pretty fast too. So I feel like yeah. we can save like everybody. Because I think in Grand Total we're casting at least like 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We know we who your that. favorite character is. Yes. It's Rune Dannon. <laughs> I mean, he's basically like if you merged Asriel <laughs> and Lucian. Oh, yeah. He he's basically if the you took sass. both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sass, but like the shadows and everything. Or, oh, we can talk about, well, I don't know. <laughs> we're already we're already pretty far. But I was going to say we can, um, or should we say that for after? Mm-hmm. How, like the theories and how the uh, this world is like super connected to Prithian. Oh, well, let's just like save it. Cause right. It's, yeah. All right, because there's a lot. (laughs) All right, yeah, so I guess we'll see Uh, you guys next week where we pick up part two and cast a whole bunch of other people. (laughs) Yes. All right. This book is thick. I know. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep reading. And keep watching. Bye. Bye.